Well, hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Front Row Network, the podcast for all things pop culture for NPR Illinois Community Voices. I'm your host today, Craig, and I'm joined today by my co-host for this interview, Mr. Larry Smith. How are hey, you, sir? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I am fantastic. You might even say I am. It's like I'm out in a galaxy far, far away right now. Oh, that's nice. Well done. You like that? I try to bring as many dad jokes as possible to the show. No, today we are so excited to get the opportunity to talk to Ashley Eckstein, who, of course, Star Wars fans know as Ahsoka Tano, but... You also may know her from her clothing line, Her Universe, which uh, I will definitely ask a question about here in a minute, but I happen to be wearing an Our Universe shirt right now as we're recording this. And so it's just so remarkable, the pivot that she's made from having this amazingly successful career as an actor, and then now moving into her own clothing line. I know you have some fans in your own household, right, Larry? Right. Well, I spend plenty of time gushing about um, Ashley's clothing line and her work uh, with the Star Wars universe and just uh, on Disney and and everything else that she's done. Um, You know, when when I told and I, I talk about this with Ashley, but when I told my kids who I was interviewing, they all just they were so excited and and my wife Nicole uh, was like, I I own three of those dress. One of them is a Deadpool dress. One's a TARDIS dress that she has worn over and over again. Um, because we are big old nerds in this in this household. And uh, in fact, it it went even outside my household because uh, my oldest son Glenn, uh, when I told him, he immediately texted his buddies and all of these these guys who are super cool, uh, laid back, you know, uh, they're dudes, right? They're all texting back in all caps. Oh my God, your dad's the coolest. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, well, do you guys have any, and I even asked them, do you guys have any questions? And uh, they were all like, Oh no, I don't know what to say. And I was like, fair enough. Fair enough, boys. But yeah, it can be difficult, right? To come up with those questions. Yeah. Fortunately, we're given a pretty nice topic because she's going to be participating in Comic-Con at home. She's bringing her her universe fashion show to a virtual platform this year. And as of the day of this recording being released, you'll actually be able to watch it tonight. That's Friday night at seven o'clock central time on the Comic-Con at home YouTube page. So check it out there because uh, and I'll let Ashley explain much more about this event. But you're going to want to check this out because it's really cool way to bring geek designers from all over the world really together in a collective space virtually and then there will actually be a way to vote for your favorite design from the show as well and that's going to be all happening this weekend while comic-con at home is going on so just remarkable stuff that she has going on i'm positive the audience is tired of hearing from us and would like to hear from ashley so without further ado here's ashley Eckstein. Ashley, we are getting the chance to speak to you today because of the Her Universe virtual fashion show, which is going to be part of Comic-Con at home, and it'll appear on the official Comic-Con YouTube channel tonight. So please tell us what you're most excited to see in this show and maybe a bit about your creative process when it comes to coming up with these fashion shows. Well, we are so excited about the show tonight. Um, for those that haven't heard anything about our show or seen our show, um, it's, it's kind of like Project Runway 
meets geek fashion. And we call it geek couture. So it's couture fashion um, in, inspired by all the geek properties that we love, anything that's celebrated at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, but it's also a competition show. So we choose two winners and those winners will go on to design a Her Universe collection um, for Hot Topic. So it's an actual professional opportunity. It's a paying opportunity. Um, the designers uh, are going to actually get to work right away. So um, it's a really cool thing. Uh, this is our seventh show. So we've been doing this show for quite a while now. And um, what's exciting about this virtual show is that the audience at home will actually help determine one of the winners. We have an audience winner and um, the audience at home can vote. So after you watch the show online, you can go and vote for your favorite and um, we will pick uh, an audience winner on Monday. The, the voting closes on Sunday night at 11.59 p.m. PST. Really Really great, concise, but uh, uh, explanatory uh, answer. And we don't get that very often. Normally, it's just either long and drawn out or it's just like three words. So that was rad. <laughs> I have to admit, I am really excited to get to talk to you. Not for nothing, because you made me look super cool in my kids' eyes. Um, I've got three kids. And when I told them I, I was talking to you, all three of them lost their collective minds for the fact that, you know, they, they, they know who you are. They are very familiar with the clothing line. My two sons and my, my daughter are very, um, they're big fans that I specifically, uh, the boys are, um, uh, big fans of Ahsoka. Um, cool. and, and my daughter, uh, when I told her who I was speaking with today, she was like, oh, she was on that. So Raven and like, and then she remembered you from, you know, the, her universe, uh, clothing line and showed, I also won some points with my wife. Cause she owns like three of your dresses. Oh my goodness. Well, clearly the force is strong with your family. It, it truly yeah. is. I, uh, I, I got very lucky, but I, I wanted to, you know, we have to, I, if I don't bring up questions about that, we're going to circle back to the, to the subject at hand, but I have to bring up questions because uh, if I don't, I will definitely lose points with my kids. Um, <laughs> it is all good. <laughs> we ha we asked our listeners as well, you know, some question, you know, anybody have any questions? And one of our listeners, Seth was the, the lucky person we selected and it actually coincided perfectly with my oldest son's question about, about uh, Ahsoka. And uh, his question was, uh, you know, with you returning to the role of Ahsoka, how did you feel about getting to come back to finish Clone Wars after such a long time? And uh, uh, if you were waiting for that closure for that character? Well, getting the chance to make the final season of Star Wars of Clone Wars was truly a gift. And, you know, I think that's the perfect word for it because, you know, for those that don't know, um, we made five seasons, uh, actually six, um, of Star Wars of Clone Wars, but it was canceled after season five and left on a cliffhanger, especially for my character. So for the character of Ahsoka Tano, you know, sorry, spoiler, she walked away into the sunset and then we have no idea where she went. So um, the swell 
of of <laughs> of wanting to know from Star Wars fans of what happened to Ahsoka it just got bigger and bigger over the years. And I'm actually a very positive person, but you know, it, it was actually so sad when our show was canceled that we didn't get the chance to finish it that I think I kind of like put the show in a very special place in my heart and locked the key and protected it. And so I said, if you would have asked me if the show was ever going to come back, I would have said no, <laughs> you know, right. like, no, there's no way it won't come back. Um, but thanks to the fans, the fans never gave up hope, which is awesome, right? Because I feel like that's what Star Wars is about. To me, Star Wars is a story of hope. And so the fans never gave up hope and kept on petitioning and petitioning to bring back the Clone Wars, bring it back, bring it back. And finally, you know, an executive at Lucasfilm, her name is Carrie Beck, she really peti uh, petitioned for the show to come back. And then Disney Plus gave us a chance and a huge, huge you know, thanks goes to the fans for that. Um, so when we came back, it really was a gift. And I didn't take a single day for granted. Every recording session we went into with the cast, you know, we, we, we savored it. We, you know, took photos, we hugged, we cried, we, you know, did all of those like last moments that we didn't get the chance to do before, because we never knew, you know, it was ending. So it was amazing. And for Ahsoka, um, I feel like we just did the character justice. You know, we were introduced to Ahsoka back in 2008. Um, I've been personally doing the voice of Ahsoka because we started recording actually back in 2006. So I've been doing it for 15 years. And um, I feel like, it, you know, she just deserved the opportunity to properly wrap up her storyline in the Clone Wars. So I'm very, very grateful that Disney Plus gave us that opportunity. For sure. And I know uh, my family in particular, thanks Disney Plus for letting you guys finish up that storyline. And I know, Craig, you're chomping to ask your next question, but I have to do a follow up. As, as someone who does both on screen acting and also uh, voiceover work, do you find that you are more attached to the to the character that you play on screen in person? Or do you get more attached to your um, to your voiceover characters? Well, I'm, that's actually a great question. And I'm glad you asked it because this is something that I feel like there's a major misconception and a, and a stigma around it. Um, you know, a lot of people, probably one of the number one questions people ask me is, you know, well, I want to be a voice actor. How do I become a voice actor? And I tell them, you know, are you in acting classes? You know, a voice actor is an actor. So you have to train to be an actor, to be a voice actor. Um, it's the same at its core when it comes to the acting, it's the exact same. So acting as Ahsoka Tano in voiceover is the exact same as acting as Ahsoka Tano in live action. Um, the technique is different, you know, in terms of it, when it's animation, you have to stand like perfectly still right behind <laughs> a microphone. But, you know, the emotion is the exact same as what, right. you know, I would do on live action. And so, um, you know, there's, there's this misconception that voice actors are not actors or that voice actors cannot do, you know, live action. And so I always like to correct it because some of literally the most brilliant actors I've ever worked with are voice actors, because mm -hmm. what some people don't realize is you can play up to three characters in, in one episode. And so sometimes you're literally going from one character to the next, to the next, all in the same scene. 
And that's incredibly difficult. And so somebody like Corey Burton or Jim Cummings, for example, they're voiceover legends. Um, and to watch them perform and literally physically become another character is mind blowing. So, um, so going back to your question, I, I think I get attached to all of them the same. You know, obviously I'm even more attached to Ahsoka Tano. Um, right. Because she's literally part of my heart and soul. And in many ways, it's because I was cast to be myself. I was cast to bring my own personality and my own humor and my own literally heart and soul to the character. So she's she's kind of like a part of me. Like, I don't have any kids, but I can imagine. It's like, you know, they say it's like your heart beating out of your chest. She's literally like a piece of me. Um, and so, so, yeah, I care about her very deeply. That's that's fantastic, and it it completely makes sense. I you know, I, I in fact I've I've heard at times that it takes a little more skill to be a voice actor because as a on screen actor you can convey so much with your eyes, your mouth, your body. With voice acting, you have to do it all with your voice. Now, granted, the, the animation is there uh, to help support that, but f- you know from what I've seen, there's a lot that goes into depending on your inflection and such, there's a lot that goes into um, the animation based on your reactions. So that's, that's very cool. Yeah. I mean, we've always been so fortunate with star Wars. We get to record the episode before they do the animation. So um, most often uh, in almost every session, they put a camera right in front of our face Um, so they can record our expressions. Mm -hmm. And especially in the beginning when Clone Wars first came out, um, it's very obvious. You will see some of my facial expressions, not so much my likeness, but my facial expressions on Ahsoka. Like to the point where my husband turned to me and he's like, oh, I've seen that look before, (laughs) you know? So, um, So yeah, I mean, it is, it is a little different, but to me, I don't approach it differently. I, I approach it the same as I would in live action, like if, if there's tears in a scene and there's tears in the studio, like it's, you know, I, I approach it the exact same. Awesome. And thank you for indulging my questions, Craig. I know you've, I know. you've got a follow-up there. I well, I would say I actually want to bring it back to the, uh, to the show. And I'm actually sitting here in my Our Universe shirt. And what I love, I love is it. that you make clothing that is for everyone. And in fact, one of the themes that you're going for in this show that's happening is community. Can you speak to that as part of your creative vision, the inclusive community you're trying to build? Oh, absolutely. And, and thank you for asking, because that, that is what is most important to me. I, when I founded my company, Her Universe, back in 2010, I founded it mostly because I found out that women and girls were being bullied and being bullied terribly for just being a Star Wars fan. And um, I, I, was, I was heartbroken to find that out. You know, and even me, myself, being a lifelong Star Wars fan, you know, I went searching for a Star Wars t-shirt made for a girl and it didn't exist. And I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't adding up. There's no merchandise and women and girls are being bullied. It just doesn't make sense because when I go to a convention, you know, it seems like it's 50-50. There's just as many women and girls as there are men. And so um, I I did my research and I found out that at the time, 45% of all sci-fi and fantasy fans were women and girls. 
and um, that 85% of all consumer purchases were being made by women. So I thought, well, I'm not a mathematician, but these numbers are not adding up. If you make us stuff, we will buy it. But more importantly, I felt like if women and girls had Star Wars merchandise made for them, they would feel more comfortable to step into the spotlight and just say, hi, I'm a girl and I like Star Wars and I'm proud of it. Um, and so I, I founded my company, but I said, her universe is two parts. It's a merchandise line, but more importantly, it's a community. And I, and I told fans, I said, I don't care if you never buy a single thing from us. I want you to come and join our community, join our social channels, come up to us at conventions and be welcomed and celebrated for it. And so that's a very, very strict rule that we have is that community first. Um, and, and we've continued that. And every, everything we do, like the Her Universe Fashion Show, um, is, is really just to build our community and make it an inclusive space, a safe space, um, an empowering space, and a bully-free zone. That's so wonderful. And I'm really looking forward to diving into your book, It's Your Universe, because I think that that origin story is, is just so great. And you've kind of went into this a little bit, but it's fun to hear the background for uh, what made you decide you were going to go this route from coming from being an actor and then going into fashion. And I've also heard that it gives quite good advice as well. So I'm just looking forward to it and learning more about your origin story as a whole. Oh, gosh, thank you. Well, you know, I feel very fortunate to have two parents that um, always fostered our dreams. You know, they never said no to our dreams, no matter how crazy our dreams were. And but they were also realistic um, with us. And, you know, they when I was pretty young, you know, they had a very teachable moment. And I talk about this in the book. You know, they gave me a hat and on the hat it says, don't dream it, be it. And they said, okay, you know, all those dreams that you've been wishing upon all those stars, um, you know, they're not just going to fall in your lap. You have to work hard to make them happen. You have to dream it, but then you have to do it. Mm -hmm. And so, but they said, look, we support you in anything you do. We believe that you can make anything happen. Um, and we're here to, you know, support you. And so this book is really just that philosophy. And it's a step-by-step -step guide on how to dream it and do it. And I share my story, but more is an example of here's how I did it. Here's why I believed I could. And then here's how you can do it too. And there's a lot of writing prompts and um, exercises in the book. And so the book is really meant to be a, a roadmap or a journal for the reader and their dreams. That's wonderful. And you're such an inspiration to so many little boys and girls and just so many people out there through your story, through your acting and through your clothing. So thank you for that. Uh, Larry, I know you have your last question and then I'll wrap this up. Well, uh, you segued great into it because you know, talk about origin stories. Um, I know you're doing the, the virtual fashion show and last year, much like everybody else, we all had to make hard choices and you just didn't get to do that, that show. And so, which I know had to be heartbreaking. Um, but this year doing it virtually, much like everybody else, we've had to adapt and overcome. I want to know, you know, are you looking forward to a virtual show? Uh, will you be keeping it virtual or just will it be going forward as we come out of this and get back to what we call normalcy? You keep the, um, 
the virtual aspect, but also have an in-person aspect so as to be more inclusive? You know, it's, it's funny. It's like, I think with so many things with uh, COVID and, you know, this global pandemic that we've been through the past, you know, year and a half, there's been pros and cons and there's been learnings where, you know, some things it's like, Hey, that, is actually pretty cool. We're going to take that as the world opens back up. We're going to add that, you know, um, moving forward. And it's the same with our show. Um, You know, last year it was, it was heartbreaking when the date of what would have been the Her Universe fashion show when it came and went, I was sitting at home on my couch and, and honestly, I questioned, I said, you know, is, is anyone even going to miss it? Like, you know, I just thought it's like, maybe it's more important to us than it is to everyone else. And, um, And then I received the most beautiful gift I've ever received in my entire life um, on my doorstep. And it was a unity quilt. And it was made by all of the designers from the past six shows. They were so upset that the show wasn't happening that they all came together and they each made a square inspired by their couture design that they competed with in the past. And they sewed it together for one quilt and presented it to me and the Her Universe team. And I mean, sobbing, I was sobbing, just sobbing, happy tears. And it was because of that quilt um, that we decided we have to find a way to bring the show back, whether it's in person or whether it's virtual, we have to do this because our show is a competition, but to be honest, it's really not about that. And I think that's what, if you tune in to watch the show tomorrow night, that's what you'll see. It's, it's really a community and, and yes, there's two winners, but really all of the designers are the winners because they gain these friendships that are truly now lifelong friendships and they gain the support of a community. So, you know, this year we, we had a rule where it's like, unless we could ensure everyone's health and safety, you know, we weren't going to do it in person. And, and when we had to make the decision back in January, whether to do an in-person show or a virtual one, you know, at that point it was clear we needed to do virtual. Um, So we proceeded with virtual. However, what it opened up is the fact that so many more people could submit because in the past, only designers that could attend San Diego Comic-Con could compete. Well, now anyone, as long as they could make a couture piece from home, anyone could compete. And, And now the audience at home gets to vote for a winner versus before only 2000 people in the ballroom could choose a winner. So um, I think moving forward, nothing replicates an in-person show. It's just so magical. It's so electric in the room. So of course we would love to continue with an in-person show, but I think we will absolutely take the virtual elements that make the show more inclusive of everyone and combine it with an in-person show. So that would be my hope. That's all wonderful. And I know our time uh, with you is coming to an end. I just want to say thank you. I didn't have a necessarily a particular question on this, but I wanted to say before I get to my final question, just thank you for your advocacy of mental health awareness, um, your work in that space. I've seen some YouTube videos of you sharing stories and of you really putting yourself out there. And I think that what that does is it allows for Uh, others to feel comfort in that space. And it's so important. So thank you for all that you do for mental health. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. We have a lot, huge stigma to break surrounding mental health because our mental health is just as important as our physical health. And, you know, we can all play a role in breaking that stigma by just talking about it. And so that's what I try to do. I try to just talk about it. That's great. Well, again, thank you for your time today. I, of course, am a huge Star Wars fan, but if I was going to say what I'm a real geek about, it's actually the Disney parks. And so I get to see lots of videos of you going into Galaxy's Edge. And I actually saw a vlog of you going into Galaxy's Edge during one of the lightsaber meetups. And it's like royalty is entering into the space. because The fans just love you so much. And that's because of the connection that you've developed with so many people uh, across the world, really. So I wanted to get any reaction that you have to that space or those fans uh, or anything that you'd like to share as a final final moment here. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, we could talk for hours probably about <laughs> the Disney park. So we'll have to set up another interview for that. Um, but, you know, I'm going to I'm going to share two things for me personally. My favorite thing about Star Wars is the fans. You know, the fans of Star Wars have truly changed my life. Um, I've been so fortunate to be a part of the Star Wars universe publicly (laughs) since 2008. You know, secretly, I recorded my voice since 2006. But um, I I was introduced to the Star Wars universe in 2008. And instantly, fans from all over the world welcomed me with open arms. And I am forever grateful for that. And so I, I am constantly doing whatever I can to help people and help fans because fans mean that much to me. And then speaking of helping people, I'm really inspired by Ahsoka. You know, I I just, my mission in life is to wake up every day and try to be a real life version of her. And um, she has a line in the final season of Clone Wars where she says, in my life, when you find people who need your help, you help them no matter what. I guess it's just who I am. And when I recorded that line, I took a picture of it and it was instantly, I knew, I said, that's going to be my new motto. Um, Because I ask myself all the time, what would Ahsoka do? And I think, you know, in times of wonder, it's like, my answer is, well, Ahsoka would help people no matter what. So what is that? What can I do to to help people and help our community? And so, um, so yeah, I mean, when I, I, I'm constantly humbled and, and it's always surreal. Like it never stops being surreal when you walk into galaxy's edge and, you know, in a lightsaber meetup and then have people cheer for you. Like it's, it's never not surreal. Um, but grateful is the word because Star Wars fans have changed my life. And if I can do anything back and return to change their lives, I will always try to do that. That's just so wonderful. Thank tears. you so much for your time Actual today. Actual tears, Ashley. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, th- <laughs> Craig. Thank you so much. Thank you. And may the force be with you. What a remarkable human being uh, she is because Truly. she is bringing so much to the world through her clothing, through her advocacy, through the community that she's building. And it's just wonderful to hear from Ashley today and to get the opportunity to speak to her. Larry. Your thoughts on the conversation we just had? Well, one, the fact that she quoted um, her own character in character, it literally, and I wasn't joking. I literally had tears when she, when she did that. I was just like, oh, well, and you and I, when she was talking about Star Wars is about hope, you and I have had that conversation just one-on-one, not even on a podcast. 
and I, I knew we were on a time crunch, but you and I talked about how, how Star Wars is supposed to be this hopeful entity. And, and she really, she really got that. And, and of course her, her character Ahsoka really, really pulls the hope out in, in that universe. And, and it was so just cool. And also, you know, I, you and I on your interview on my show, um, have talked about been very open about mental health issues. And so to have someone in, on her level, um, and then with her level of, of exposure, being willing to be open and honest and talk about it and, and working with, um, uh, on our sleeves, which is the child advocacy mental health um, uh, platform that she she advocates for, is just very cool because it's it starts when you're young and also just to see her passion for the characters and for acting and for uh, advocacy and for design. It's just really rad. She's just a really rad person. And I really, I'm, I'm so grateful we got a chance to talk to her. Completely agree with everything you just said. And it's cool that she has taken this situation, this, you know, this pandemic we've all been living through for the last 18 months. And she found a creative outlet for it. She decided, you know, we could have continue to not have this show as part of Comic-Con at home, or we could come up with this creative way that people could even be more inclusive. You can have more designers participate. You could have, uh, you can bring these designs to the masses on a platform that she might have not have had originally having just been in San Diego. Of course you have, a, that is the epicenter of the geek universe for that weekend, but just think of the people that she can reach this way now. And it's just fantastic. So again, we do recommend that you tune in. It will be happening tonight. If you're listening to this, the day that it posted, uh, if not, you can go back and look at the Comic-Con at home platform on YouTube and you'll find the video for this there. But tonight it is airing at seven o'clock central. So definitely go and check that out and just check out her universe in general, because it's a fantastic clothing line. As I said, they're very inclusive. They have designs for everyone. I'm sitting here with an our universe uh, design. And I got to tell you, it is probably one of the most comfortable shirts I own. I absolutely love it. Of course I wore it today, but I do wear it quite often around the house as well. So Larry, do you have some final closing thoughts for us? And then we'll let you plug your show. Absolutely. Well, a couple things first you go. To, yes, definitely check out her universe because like you said, it's very inclusive. You go to that website, it is all body types. It is all types of people. Um, it, it's really because so often before her universe came around the, the geek couture was for just one particular type of person and she really has made it for everybody and two if you're like well i don't know if i want to watch a fashion show trust me you do because in 2019 she came out in a gown as as princess adora um and then did a quick change which if you're familiar with with magic and illusion you know what a quick change is and turned into she-ra and it was a, this gorgeous she-ra inspired gown 
And it was so rad. So you know that there, especially because it's going to be all online, you know that there's going to be some cool surprises and some cool, um, some cool tricks. And you know that she's not just going to hold back and be like, well, it's just a Zoom show. This is going to be something special. Yes, absolutely. Thank you again to Ashley for joining us today. It's just been such a blast for sure. Before we go, Larry, where can they find more of you? Because this is being posted as a bonus episode to the Beyond the Mouse feed. And I believe it's also going to the Convince Me feed. So people might be hearing us for the first time. Well, um, you can listen to Convince Me with Larry Smith, All, uh, of course, with the front row network in NPR, Illinois. Um, I just did an interview, uh, I love an up and coming, uh, amazing powerhouse of a, of a pop star and singer songwriter. Um, so you can find that anywhere where you get fresh squeezed podcast juices. Um, also I have another show, Zig and Larry ignore a topic that, um, is, is a lot of fun, but, um, you know, Definitely, definitely check both of those out. And uh, this will also be another uh, another bonus episode for for the Convince Me feed because because it's rad. Absolutely. And if you're listening uh, to and you love Larry, come check us out on Beyond the Mouse. I mentioned is one of my questions that I love the Disney parks. I host a show with Brett and Vanessa where we talk all things Disney and we dive into special topics. We get to talk to lots of really cool guests, whether they be Imagineers or actors or directors within the Disney community. It's just fantastic. It's a fun show to follow along with. You can find Beyond the Mouse wherever you find podcasts. And we are also available on all social media as well. For the Front Row Network, you can, of course, find us on all social media by searching for the Front Row Network. You can also find us on nprillinois.org as well. Holy moly, I got to go see this fashion show. So I've got to get off of here, Larry, right? Let's yeah, get going. absolutely. Let's, let's go. A yard. Do you have the popcorn? I can make popcorn. Absolutely. Excellent. But that I'm is on something my way. In my, my 34 way. years of life, I figured out how to make popcorn and not burn it. Uh, well, you're two steps above me, so I'll be over in a minute. Absolutely. So for the Front Row Network, I am Craig. And I am Larry. And we will see you real soon in the front row. Maybe at a Her Universe fashion show, right? Right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Front Row Network, a proud Community Voices member of National Public Radio Illinois. For more from the Front Row Network, including our articles or our other dozens of shows, visit thefrontrownetwork.com or nprillinois.org slash programs slash network. You can also find us on social media by searching for the Front Row Network on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and on Twitter at Front Row Reviews with a Z.